0: My name is Josh, and we have a full house today. I have Alex.
1: Hello. Chris.
0: Hey. And Brent. You. So we are going to do a slightly different approach to a topic today, just because it's something that's come up off and on over several episodes at this point. And I wanted to actually have kind of an opinion throw down here. So what we are going to debate today is how indicative... Twilight Princess is of a Zelda game, which is to say, I have made many claims that Twilight Princess isn't really a Zelda game, and both Brent and Alex believe that, yeah, no, it's a Zelda game, and turns out Chris is on my side, so we got a 2v2 going here. Surprise. Now, before we get into the thick of it, what were your general uh, ideas, reactions when I had come up with this topic? We'll go, Alex, because you actually seem I was not expecting you to have as strong of an opinion on this as you did.
2: It's more because I feel like, uh, for many years now, I've been an apologist for this game.
0: What? <laughs> yeah.
2: I, um, not, not with you even. Um, this never even came up with you. I'm talking about like other groups of friends of mine. When Twilight Princess first came out, a lot of my, uh, friends, like from college and whatnot, had very strong opinions that they disliked the game for the exact opposite reasons. They felt it was too similar to other Zelda games. Really? And too mm. formulaic. And that, that's been the strongest criticism I've heard for years now is just how Twilight Princess according to some people it doesn't stand out well because it's so somewhat of the zelda games so i and i i loved Twilight Princess; it's one of my favorite zelda games so it was always kind of frustrating i felt like i was having to not defend its honor necessarily but kind of explain myself to all these people who just who really had strong opinions about it so so like when i when hearing this this very new approach it's like oh man now it's now it's the opposite i, I feel like there's a there the the grand scheme of of the internet and video game fandom can't make up its mind about ways to, to attack this game. So it is, it's
0: surprising to me. But <laughs> but, um, but no, I, I wouldn't say that I'm like offended by it. It, just, it
2: was legitimately surprising.
0: I would be more surprised if you were legitimately offended, because I don't think I've seen that recently. <laughs> uh, Chris, what about you? What was your thoughts?
3: I was kind of surprised, only because we haven't really talked about Zelda that much. And then to kind of find out, we share an opinion on a Zelda game.
0: <laughs> uh, yeah, right. Yeah. Now, admittedly, Zelda isn't a JRPG, so it's not...
3: (laughs) (laughs) Hey, I still have played many Zelda games. I like them. I actually consider Twilight Princess to be one of my favorites, probably right up there, right under Ocarina. But... I know. Ocarina has some some memories tied to it, so... But I still feel that with uh, Twilight Princess, it's a unique experience. I've heard some of the... Criticisms that Alex mentioned where it is considered OS derivative, whereas I view it as they took some serious liberties with this game compared to the traditional Zelda formula.
0: And though that is one of the things we are definitely gonna dig into. Brent, I know that you you were part of the 3D Zelda series
1: that we yeah. did. So I've been waiting for this since then. <laughs> 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 actually, yeah, counter actually counter to Alex's because Josh is the one I've known who disliked it of everyone. Most of my other friends actually enjoyed the mm-hmm. game. If anything, I feel like an apologist for Skyward Swords compared to this game. Yeah, I feel you there. (laughs) Um, Mm. But yeah, no, I've been waiting for this since our 3D Zelda thing. (laughs) I've had arguments locked and loaded. I'm
0: very proud of you. (laughs) And though everybody is pretty familiar with my stance on this, the first time I played Twilight Princess, I was actually very frustrated by it because of how little it felt like a Zelda game to me because of reasons we'll get into, and it wasn't until I replayed it on the Wii U that I felt like that's actually what made it a stronger game, was because of the different approaches it took. And once I viewed it as a game that was not a quote-unquote Zelda game and more of a Zelda homage like Darksiders, then it was something that I actually got a lot more okay with. Because when I viewed it through the lens of this is what should be in a Zelda game, and I guess that kind of makes me one of those fanboys in the process. I didn't like it at all. So when I viewed it as, well, here's how it's an homage to Zelda games. And now we're going to get into the nitty gritty of why we believe all these cases two and four be against it. Uh, and I had generally broken these topics up into different, different facets of the game. And the first one I wanted to touch on was the... What do you think? Want to go with the aesthetic on this one? That seems like it would be relatively quick. I like it. Let's lead off with it. Okay. So when Twilight Princess was announced, one of the big things about it was, oh, here's a Dark Zelda game. And that was significant because a lot of people believe that Wind Waker, because of... was it, there was an E3 demo for the GameCube that showed a realistic Link fighting a realistic Ganon. Everybody's like, oh, dang, here's what we're getting. And then they showed Wind Waker and people were pissed because it's like, oh, more like Zelda. And I just wanted to open hand slap them because I love that game. (laughs) And then they showed Twilight Princess, which looked like this gritty, dark Zelda game, except when you started playing it, like Link looked like Link, Zelda looked like Zelda. Everybody else looked like they'd had um, what it? What's the Flipper Babies? <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> I, I'm trying to remember. You lost thalid- me on that one. Like oh, everybody else okay. in that game is very has very unusual characteristics, and I don't feel like even Ocarina of Time or well, I can't say Majora's Mask. I don't feel like other games leaned into all the characters looking quite as off as Twilight Princess did. For lack of a better term, Link and Zelda and Ganon, uh, spoilers I guess, they all look normal. Like they look like you would expect them to look. Whereas every other NPC has wildly exaggerated features. Like it really makes the main characters, quote unquote, stand out aggressively to all the NPCs, which that that right there didn't gel with me because it didn't make me feel like you were part of their world. It made me feel like you were external to their world. And I don't know when the last time you guys played this game was, so it might not be as recent of a memory for you. I'm getting a lot of side eyebrows <laughs> I don't, here. I don't um, like
1: the one that's his girlfriend. Like she was normal. She is Ilya, yeah. Ilya several of the kids. Now the baby, the sh- <laughs> I don't, is that no, the flappy baby we are talking about earlier? No, all there. of those the baby kids... That, the baby that ran high extortion rackets, that oh, baby? Oh, All <laughs> of those kids had <laughs> enough
0: forehead that they could have traded it in for, yeah. like, two five heads. Yeah, Do you the know, kids have a problem with
1: people with large foreheads? No,
0: I have a problem where everybody is represented like they probably should have had more neonatal care. <laughs> <laughs> so, well,
1: Wait, like
0: doesn't a, this take place, like, in the
3: future, though, in the Zelda timeline? Yeah. So... Yeah. Uh,
0: It takes place, if we're really going to do that, this takes place on the kid timeline. Yes, the Majora's Mask timeline. Uh, Yeah. So this takes place canonically after Majora's Mask. So that was a problem I had with this game because, yeah, Ilya Ilya looked relatively normal. But, and we'll go, and I guess we'll tie this into the aesthetic, The NPCs, like, they didn't engage with me in a way that made me feel like this was a Zelda game, which is to say, in every preceding Zelda game to this one, so Wind Waker, Ocarina of Time, I'm not going to include Majora's Mask for the reason I'll state, there was an implied connection between Link and Zelda. Like, that was always a thing. You were always trying to save her for some reason, and there was some degree of romantic interaction there. Uh, whether or not it was acted on, different fact. But in this game, Ilya was your definite girlfriend. Like, that was a thing. And the first time I played it, I had a problem with that because she wasn't Zelda. And then it doubled down on a problem when I met Zelda and she was a huge... <laughs> b- like. I, okay, let me, let me change that phrasing <laughs> a little bit. Zelda was the kind of warrior queen that you would expect from that kind of world. That was a completely different Zelda than we'd seen before. And that didn't make me comfortable with her because it wasn't something I was used to. Because for as strong of a character as that Zelda was, she didn't do anything. Like, she gave herself up, got captured, got possessed. And then at the end of the game, after your girlfriend had been supporting you for whatever reason, you just run off on her to presumably go to Zelda. Like, it doesn't make any sense if you view it as a traditional Zelda game to me, because you had connections with other characters who were not typical, and then you threw them away because they go, psych, it's a Zelda game. That was my <laughs> problem with it the first time through, was they have all these ideas that are atypical to a Zelda game, and then in the very final hour they go, lol, there's actually Ganon, lol, you're actually trying to save Zelda. Like, they... Take everything unique about it to shove it into that Zelda mold right at the end. So I know there's got to be either aesthetic-wise or about the NPC interactions. I know you guys got to have something.
2: Are we still talking about aesthetics?
0: I, I you pivot, kind of lost me a little Yeah, you kind of there. went off on the whole Zelda I, I to pivoted separate onto team. the NPC. <laughs> okay, thing. so we're done with aesthetics. <laughs> so if there's something you'd like to add about aesthetics, like the I'm fine with the Dark Zelda. I am. But I felt like it wasn't dark in a way that actually delivered on what it was going for. Like, the Twilight Realm felt unrealized to me. Like, there was so much that could have been there that they didn't dig into. Like, they normally dig into this kind of stuff in Zelda games. Like, especially Ocarina of Time, where they started giving a ton of narrative backstory. The Twilight Tribe in that game, they give some backstory. But they gloss over a ton of stuff, so there's unrealized potential there.
2: Maybe I, I've always thought that when it came to the uh, when it came to the Twilight Realm, it was it, it was supposed to be mysterious, like there wasn't a whole lot defined because we never truly understood. Like wh- you know, I, well, I guess eventually at a certain point in the game, you start to learn more about it. But I thought the whole point was that it was kind of supposed to be nebulous. So I wouldn't necessarily think that think of that as like a, a ding against the like the game's lore. Or, 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 I guess, just the underlying story behind it. Because, I don't know, I mean, I think about, like, the... Well, I know, we don't want to get too much into other comparisons. I just think of, like, there, other Zelda games where, yeah, where, like, the, the alternate world or, like, the, the flip side world or whatever kind of alternate, you know, universe there that takes place. Sometimes it's fleshed out, but other times it's just... It, it's kind of like there's implications there, but not usually, like, it's fleshed out necessarily. And
1: to piggyback off that, like, to me, it was like so we're setting up some kind of... Uh... Setting up mythology things for Zelda as a whole, the mythology, like between between them and the, the bird people, uh, from Could, Wind Waker. No, from yeah, no, from from Skyward, from Twilight Princess. Oh, sorry, but-
0: Bird? The cuckoo. Bird? Oh,
1: those things. Mm-hmm. The, the sky rays. I couldn't remember what they were calling oh, yeah, yeah. The, the, it. The, oh, oh, there we go. Oh, Coco. Oh, yeah. oh. Those I are gross. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, they've come, out, they've come out and said things about them, but yeah, I felt like they were setting up mythology things they wanted to explore later on. And I would have been fine with that if they would have, I don't know, it, it felt like they
0: set it up without a clear direction because, for example, just to go on some previous examples, in Majora's Mask, I felt like they talked a lot about Termino when you got there, but there were still mysterious things that they gave you the general outline for, like the giants. But they still had, like, tales about the giants, whereas the Twilight people, they go, these guys are super important and you're going to interact with them, but not enough to be of any significance. Like, well, because the Twilight took everything over, there wouldn't be tales when they're the ones
2: that are ruling the roost
0: and that was the other so the Twilight took everything over but the only person who seemed to have any of that imperialistic tendency was Zant like Mm -hmm. they didn't seem that aggressive at all which is where and I keep flip flopping between NPC and aesthetic and I apologize for that but it kind of ties together at least a little bit in the way they present this so like Zant for example I love the fact that they had introduced a new antagonist who wasn't Ganon And he was awesome up until he started acting like a chicken, man. There is a point about two-thirds of the way through the game where suddenly he starts flapping his arms and croaking and caulking and all that. (laughs) And the first time I played it, it made me really angry because I thought they'd ruined a great villain. But the second time I played it, I realized that the reason they changed him up so dramatically at that point was that's when that was the exact moment they introduced Ganon. So the second they introduce Ganon, they have to hobble the guy they just created. Mhm. Like I thought it was to like try to show that that's how he normally
2: is or something like that. I thought, Like under his control. I'm sorry. No, like under him, know. under Ganon's control he's this diabolical mastermind evil dude, but like when he's in vanilla normal mode he's this just this harmless creature.
1: And I feel like there and I feel like there was more but like they talk about the stuff. They hint at whatever was that Force the Twilight to never interact with the normal world. Do you remember what that was? And I do They not. talk about... I mean, I know what they've since said it was because they've confirmed in that Hyrule Historia thing that they are the people that fought for Demise. Hmm. Really? Yeah. Fancy that. I had no idea. the
0: The Twilight people in particular are ones that I want another game about. Like, I want to know what's their deal is. I want to know more about, well, we'll take this opportunity. Uh, Chris, we've completely glossed over you. All I really want to add from what you guys have said so far is that I liked
3: the dark aesthetic of the Zelda game. But getting back to the Twilight people, though, like you said, they didn't really flesh out on it. I kind of like that because I'm... I was kind of tired of seeing Hyrule all the time. Was like, oh, we're going here. We're dealing with this part. Oh, you have to deal with Zelda. No, this is a different threat that we haven't seen before befall here. And that really appealed to me. That like Back to the core topic of the whole discussion at large, that does make it outside the realm of a traditional Zelda game. But to me, that was great. It was like, this is breath of fresh air. Let's see what Zink is going to do now. Forget Zelda. Let's
0: go hang out with Minda and stop this Zant dude. And that that was something that, again, <clears throat> the second time I played it, Because I'm not saying that I was... The first time I played it, I was very much against this game. Like I would say it was my least favorite 3D Zelda. Mm -hmm. (laughs) The second time, what would you like less than that one? (laughs) I am curious. At the time? At the time? Oh my gosh.
3: There wouldn't have
0: been a lot of options. No, I mean, we had... Between Hakara and Majora's Mask and Wind Waker. Wind
3: Waker. Wind Waker I did not complete, so not, that will be my choice. <laughs> but only because I didn't complete it.
1: I still I mean, know people. That I was on Wind your Waker. page. Playing yeah. it, I actually really enjoy it. I'm not a fan of the art
3: style. Boo. Art I'm style the I can actually down. deal with. I mean, granted, I mean, it wasn't the best cell shading, but it wasn't ugly
1: uh we'll segue off that's that's getting off topic here but getting back onto hold up brent actually (laughs) kind of because your argument is the dark the dark aesthetic which is what i thought to get back into and (laughs) the
0: dark and i'll just make this quick to hand it right back off to chris the problem with the dark aesthetic with the semi-realistic and the weird deformities It didn't have the level of expression that, to me, Wind Waker had. Because they really did well with the facial and eye stuff that it expressed a lot. Whereas the idea for him to go quote-unquote realistic slash deformed, it didn't communicate as well to me. I don't
3: feel that that was an issue for me. I feel that it was great seeing Link as, oh, he's at the time hyper-realistic compared to past games. The NPCs, they're NPCs. I couldn't care less if you have a super deformed face or if you are, you know, trying to make Link look like he's the most ugliest thing on the planet while you're the shining knight of beauty. All that really matters to me is that, okay, this dude gives me what I need to know. i help him out. He smiles at me. Great. Let's keep going.
2: I'll confess, I can't <laughs> okay. think of any NPCs that look weird, other than that one weird baby.
3: That's so
0: the, only, one. the <laughs> only reason that I have such a burning memory of this is there's a Let's Play going on right now of Twilight Princess. Oh dear! And you see all the NPCs in it, and a lot of them, like their eyes will be real close together, and they'll have a huge forehead, Man. or like it's a I lot am... more. Now, were they jaric. playing with the settings, or still... is this more of a
3: case of just like?
0: No, that's. Just I mean, a... I just <laughs> still
1: feel like there were deformed people in like Ocarina of. But
0: everybody was deformed. Like you, it didn't seem super deformed because you were just as blocky as everybody else. Well, not, so, Are you talking it, about the...
1: so is it a, is it a problem with the, the design or just the limitations of the hardware at the time? Well, this one in
0: Twilight Princess, it's a conscious decision because you're all just as blocky in Ocarina of Time. In Twilight Princess, they made the decision to make Link look like a pretty elf. And everybody else looks like they should have had a few more weeks in the oven. <laughs> <laughs> oh my
2: god. Is it possible that like they were going for some kind of inter, inter- or in betweeny weenie where Wind Waker, everything was cartoony. Like you mm-hmm. pointed out, everything had big expressive eyes, and they wanted the big expressive facial things in this game, too. And they were like, well, we're going for a more realistic thing. Let's try to do both. And maybe for some NPCs, it didn't work out so well, but maybe that was kind of the point. Maybe that was Which, the idea.
1: What I'd argue they did with Skyward
2: Sword. Yeah, and maybe it worked out better with Skyward Sword. Well, I don't know. And have Skyward any
0: Sword, that. I feel like they corrected more toward the cartoony realism. Because, like, yeah. Groose and. They, they didn't make me think that, like, these people need to go to a doctor. Like, I'll show you some of the NPCs <laughs> afterwards. I, uh,
2: I, I mean, maybe that was just a more successful middle ground is kind of maybe, what I'm yeah. getting at. Uh, maybe so Skyward Sword was a more well, a more correct realization of what they were trying with possibly.
1: Twilight Princess. Yeah, definitely. They did a better combination of both the yeah. Wind Waker and Twilight Princess aesthetics. But that was one of those things where every previous Zelda game,
0: I felt like I was still part of the world, whereas in Twilight Princess, minus these characters who I could tell were attractive enough to be important to the plot, everybody else I felt like an outsider for. Which was interesting, because you would think they'd want to try to communicate something like that in Ocarina of Time, where you were supposed to kind of be an outsider. But a Hyrulean, so... Right but you didn't really get that feeling because you were just another elf kid in the forest until you weren't an elf kid in the forest. Well,
2: yeah, but that, that only lasts for so long. You're a Hyrulean the whole time through, though, right. so of course you would blend in with everyone there.
0: Right, but I think, unless somebody else would like to add some more to the aesthetic NPC thing, I think this is a good time to pivot on to a crucial point of my foundation here, and that would be the companion in this game. This, is, this might be... of my case right here (laughs) because in every previous game, well not every previous game because they didn't really introduce the idea of a companion until Ocarina of Time in Twilight Princess the companion was to me the main character of the game Uh, you weren't you were technically trying to save Hyrule but that was incidental to getting uh, Midna the Twilight Princess her kingdom back and I felt the game would be just as effective being called Midna and Friends Big Adventure <laughs> because you. I really feel like the game could have just cut to Midna busting Link out of his chains and then helping him along for the rest of the game. Like it could have just started there and not been a Zelda game and you controlled Midna. And that's, that is the absolute foundation for it. There are places where it would have been an interesting change of pace, like there is a point about quarter, no third of the way through the game, where Midna gets wrecked by Xant and like hit with light really hard and it puts her in some weird almost dead. Right. So that's where it would have been difficult if Midna was the main character, then it would have been an interesting trade-off where this weird wolf boy she's helping now has to take the autonomy to rescue her for himself. Like I found this game to be so much more narratively satisfying when I viewed her as the main character and Link the dude who just happened to be at the right place at the right time. Now, quick side note, I do recognize that Link is called like the hero of legend because of his eyes. Was that it? Like when he changes, I thought Mm -hmm. when he changes into the wolf. Yeah, it's the eyes. Yeah, he has like blue eyes as a wolf, and that's a thing.
2: I thought it was because when he transformed into a wolf, it was because he was the chosen one. Like after you, after you go through like the first dungeon, you were given your human form back, and you're talking to like Farron, I think she like straight up tells you you are the you are chosen by the gods to go on this adventure and, and save my rule and yada yada yada. Like I thought it, I maybe the eyes were symbolic, but I thought like from the get go he was meant to be the big.
1: Karuna. I think it's both. They mentioned okay. the eyes specifically. Okay. He's not wrong about that one. Okay. My counter to the whole the companion thing is: I would say Twilight Princess is the end of a progression. They started with Ocarina of Time. Each one they were trying to up the companion. You had go ahead. You had your fairy in the first one, who was just irritating as all hell, just to give you points of these are the buttons you press, and then you had whatever the one in Majora's Mask was called. Ow. And then, yeah. Yes. I think so. I, I'll confess, I can't remember the name. And then you had the boat, who was more uh, yeah. interactive than they were. And then finally, <laughs> you have Minna. Well, and that was. Okay, good. I don't want to interrupt Did you And have then more? last, you have the sword in Skyward Sword. Ugh. And that's pretty interactive. Oh, yeah. yeah. God, I would argue better so. or worse. <laughs> yeah. No, I know. Well, I would argue it was a progression they had started with Ocarina of Time introducing a companion. Well, and that was kind of the thing. And I'm, I actually like that example
0: you gave because, yes, the one in Skyward, not Skyward Sword, Ocarina of Time, that was the proto-companion. They... They didn't really know what they were doing with that
1: companion. There was no real emotional connection whatsoever. It was This is a 3D game. Here are the buttons you need to press because everything else was TV. yeah. I don't yep. think she was
2: supposed to be emotional, honestly. Uh-huh. I don't think it was just a
0: navigation. I feel
1: like they made it oh, more emotional. She was more... called
0: Navi. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> they made her more emotional. But... Near the Majora's end... Majora's Mask. Well, yes, yes, yes. Much more emotional in Majora's Mask. And near the end, there's a couple times where they kind of want to imply there's supposed to be an emotional thing just because she gets injured. It's like right near the end of the game, Mm -hmm. but there's not much. And then Tattle, yeah, there's much more of an arc there because, yeah, valid point. And then here's where I think that the King of Red Lions made a better companion than Midna Mm -hmm. did because he was crucial to the story. But I don't think that he necessarily was as driving behind it as Midna was. Like, yes, he had a big part behind the scenes, but you felt like you actually were pushing the story along. Like, your sister got kidnapped, and like this felt like you were just crossing the streams. You still had things that you were going to do. In this one, you were in Twilight Princess. You were a farm boy who happened to get grabbed out of the wild. Like, you were straight up a goat farmer in the first two hours of the game. (laughs) Which, this... uh, Was it with you, Chris, where we recorded that episode about... Yes. Yeah. Twilight Princess was a huge example of that one, where I felt that in Twilight Princess, Link... Yes, uh, to your point, Alex, uh, Farron said, you're the chosen one. I kind of feel like she could have said that to anybody. And yes, I know that's just arbitrarily picking somebody. But... It didn't feel like that you had any impetus to actually be the chosen one other than you happened to be there. In the other games, it felt like you were actually driving yourself along and your self-determination was a contributing factor to being the chosen hero. Whereas in this game, it's like you're on the other side of a wall of twilight when it happens to be there.
2: I mean, if a god tells me my soul is so pure, I'm destined to save Haru, I, to me that seems pretty compelling. See, I
1: guess, but I tell you, buddy. from like a Zelda mythology thing for me, this game always felt like the this was the one instance the gods were like, yeah, we tried to kill Ganondorf, but we screwed up, so this happened, let's deal with it. Isn't it literally what happened? Yeah, kind of, yeah. <laughs> so it's like, this wasn't supposed to be the, it feels like they, they uh... They reincarnate Zelda and Lincoln just in case they screw up. They're there to take care of it. And that's the thing about
0: this particular one as compared with Wind Waker. Whereas in Wind Waker, they went, we tried to kill Ganon and we screwed up. Flood it. (laughs) In this one, like, we tried to kill Ganon. We screwed up. Quick, throw him in the trash. And then when they threw him in the trash, all the trash people are like, hello? (laughs) What do we got going on here? And that's why I thought Wind Waker was a more compelling Zelda game than Twilight Princess was. Because in Wind Waker, it was about how all these typical, yet slightly modified, because of the circumstance, Zelda tropes attack this typical Zelda situation. Whereas Twilight Princess was what happens when the trash people come back with Ganon for some reason. (laughs) Like it didn't. It didn't feel like they were taking the themes of Zelda, and this is where I felt I'm not gonna not gonna segue onto that yet. Not gonna get <laughs> ahead the of, of myself. Mm-hmm. Well, the themes combined with yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll,
1: okay. we'll get on because like, it feels like we're getting to the point where I can make my argument. But continue.
0: Well, so <laughs> I, I I acknowledge I've been bogarting a lot of this. Alex or Chris, would you like to add anything about this companion? And it can be in comparison to the games before or the one after even though i think fee was the most garbage companion out of all of the companions agreed but all that
3: aside i feel that midna really in this particular game is a point where as brent said this was an evolution of the companions because when you had ocarina you had navi she was just there she was a navigator she was kind of a literally just a hey listen point to this point to that not too much interaction then you get um I can't remember companion in Majora's Mask because I only played that a <laughs> little bit of that. It's Tattle. I'm, I'm positive it's Tattle. I'm still not looking at <laughs> it. Up. And no, but then you get the boat and the boat was well, yeah. But the Boat was rad. <sighs> yeah, but it was an uh, but that's that's, <laughs> some, that's a that's a personal thing for me about the boat. But anyway, moving on to Midna though. Midna was a character driven companion where you like you said, she was the point of the story, you were the avatar basically trying to fulfill her will. Mm-hmm. And for me, that was great because that was just something different. Rather than I'm always Link trying to save Zelda, this is it. No, I've got somebody else who's alongside me. She's providing me guidance. She's giving me personality. She's giving me a conversation. She-,
0: she has she has abilities that you cannot succeed without.
3: Yes, <laughs> and even on top of this, is getting a little bit on the side there. It was great that she was alongside with you. When you're in wolf mode and she's still along with you, when you're in human mode and she's still along with you, it's not a case of, oh, I'm only here when you're in one mode or the other. No,
0: I'm with you the entire journey. And again, you're on my side, so I'm yes. not trying to advocate too hard here, but how does that, which companion do you believe was not there the entire journey?
3: Well, when she's there with the entire journey, I mean that she's actually with you as more than just point A to point B. mm because that's how other, all the other companions I thought were like that, even up to Fee, who was just a chatterbox of, of noise.
0: <laughs> well, I won't get into Fee that much, but I do feel like out of all the companions, Midna had the most self interested motivation out of all of them. The King of Red Lions had a lot of altruistic motivation behind him. Uh, Alex, you look like you had something you'd like to add here.
2: Um not particularly, I ultimately I, I, I find we keep getting into like you know, we're talking about fee will all grown. We're not talking about sidekicks we liked or disliked. it's mm-hmm. It's more about like you know what is it what is a true Zelda sidekick? Yes. And yeah, I, I like how Brent put it where it's we're looking at it as as kind of a, a progression or a spectrum is probably exactly what if, well, I'm not going to armchair developer this, but, like, if I had to guess, that's <laughs> probably, yeah, what more or less they are looking for. Especially when, yeah, looking at the previous games and, of course, obviously Skyward Sword. And then, yeah, to get a step further, looking at Breath of the Wild and, you know, you have a companion for the first, what, half an hour, 45 minutes of the game, then you're kind of left on your oh, own. yeah. Which is kind of also, I think, a fitting with that theme of the game where everything is dead and sad and you're kind of you know we we're kind of picking trying to pick up the pieces so i i think this all was one well I don't know if this if there, this was nintendo flying this by the seat of the pants or if this was the whole plan all along but if this idea of trying to like have this progression and then all of a sudden this drop off of now let's really switch things up i mean i i feel like that let's really switch things up shouldn't disqualify a game like twilight princess where that's kind of the whole point i think
0: well and I'm not mm, cuz it's a valid point and the progression the progression thing is also a valid point. I think just comparing and contrasting the King of Red Lions versus Midna is a is one of the reason one of my cornerstones here and the progression is a good point. That's a solid point. I'll grant you that. I guess it is the way that the companions contribute to the story overall that differentiates it from me. The companions, and again, this is why we're having this conversation. The companions always contributed to Link. Like, I felt like Midna was pulling Link along. Do you guys disagree with that?
1: Mm, I'll give you 50-50 on that. Now, why?
0: Because all of your objectives in that game were Midna saying, go find me a thing.
1: (laughs) (laughs) But at a certain point, though, it wasn't, though. I mean, uh, at a certain point in the game like uh what is it when you're in the dark realm like when she gets hit it's not it's you deciding to do things
0: okay so what are you talking about because the first part of the game is you finding the fused shadow which is the thing on her head and then once that doesn't work out right when that doesn't work out she goes we need to get the mirror so what are you referring to
1: Let me come back to that. You
0: got it. Alex, what do you have on that? Now, your thing was that just because she's pulling you along doesn't mean that she is not a typical Zelda companion. Is that what you're saying? What I'm really saying is
2: having something atypical like that shouldn't, to me at least, be ammo to disqualify the game.
0: Well, and disqualify is... From being a Zelda game so
2: like it's not as for me it's not a strong enough parameter like if what is a Zelda game it must do this 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 if one of the this is for me is or if we're saying if one of the this is is the companion needs to fulfill these parameters then for me I'm just like ah, that's not as big of a deal for me that's not a deal breaker I guess is what I'm saying
0: so and I guess it's not necessarily that the companion is pulling you along so much as it didn't feel like Link was the main character of the story yes That's how I felt about with Midna and the
3: situation with Link. When you're playing Twilight Princess, it's not just, oh, I'm Link saving Zelda. It's I'm being driven by Midna to do something. Sure, you have a little free will on your own, particularly later on if she gets seriously hurt. But even from the the get-go, she was like, I'll help you if you do things for me. And that's okay. That's it.
0: And she does progress as a character where... At the beginning, she's wildly self-serving. Like she I feel like she even admits that. Mm -hmm. She's like, fused shadow for me, I will be rad, you will be here. (laughs) And as it progresses, she's like, actually, this strange wolf boy is pretty cool. And it's a bummer that he's into like three other chicks (laughs) because I'm actually super hot when I'm not a twelve
1: year old. So that's an awkward statement. Man, I would pay good money to get Josh <laughs> again. That's we have it on recording. I'm about to say oh, new uh, ringtone. Hell yeah, <laughs>
0: uh, Brent. <laughs> yeah, that was a that was pretty pretty good. Uh, does it have to be with Alex's disqualification about saying that the companion not being a supporting character shouldn't disqualify? Well, I
1: mean, yeah. I mean, we're getting into themes next, right? Because I yeah. feel like. It goes hand-in-hand with that between the two. I mean, yeah, she's one of the main characters. I still don't feel like it disqualifies Link from being a main character, though. Oh, I'm not saying he's not a main character, but in this game, Link is a
0: supporting character in my mind. Like, he's supporting Midna the whole time. He is incidental in being the guy who's trying to rescue Zelda because up until she's like, whoop, bounce. She doesn't even need rescuing until she thinks that giving herself up will save the kingdom. Like, all the normal Zelda themes are incidental to Midna's quest. Like, saving Hyrule, saving Zelda, defeating Ganon. All of that just happens to be things that are on the way to Midna being the Twilight Princess again.
1: Are, are, are we going on to themes?
0: Yeah, that? we can... Uh, Alex, <laughs> do you have more you'd like to add before we...
2: Like, I just... I, if we're trying to, like define, again maybe I'm, I I don't know if I'm stuck on this, but like just this idea of like trying to define these parameters for what makes a Zelda game a a real Zelda game. I I just, I feel like that's a. That's a, I'm not going to call it a fool's errand, but it's. I feel like it's a losing game because like there's, it's your, no matter what you do, it's going to just come down to opinions, honestly.
0: Well, yeah. To
2: co-opinions, if you will. And that's the show, everybody. Thank you. you.
0: (laughs) It's been real. (laughs) Serious
2: finale. (laughs) 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 Alright.
0: Okay, and we're back. Yeah. <laughs> so, and that's that's what we're trying... We're not trying to define what a Zelda game is, necessarily. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm just trying to explain how, to me, the... And, well, this is... Here's your segue to themes, Brent. Yay. It didn't feel like <laughs> the normal tropes behind a Zelda game, mm-hmm. which are save Hyrule, rescue Zelda, defeat Ganon, mm-hmm. were what you were going for. Okay. And that doesn't yeah. mean that... It's not Zelda-esque because a lot of these open world action are not open world. Is this is, it, is Zelda Twilight considered open world? Depends on the yeah, one. Anything games. after Ocarina of Time. Yeah. Okay. These open world action RPG games, like calling them Zelda homages like Darksiders, and I'm sure there's a thousand other games that are like Zelda but not. That's where this game felt like it was more inspired by Zelda than necessarily a Zelda game, which you know to counter myself on this one was Majora's
1: Mask a Zelda game then? Damn, I've been afraid. To, I'm, <laughs> a, I'm afraid to bring up games so, like no, no, Majora's so Mask. this yeah. is the point. This yeah. is half my argument because Majora's Mask is missing. Whoops, more of the. Aesthetics that make a Zelda game than Twilight Princesses. Okay. Because they're at least still there for Twilight Princess. Uh-huh. Because Majora's Mask doesn't have a Zelda. It doesn't have a Ganondorf. It's not in Hyrule. It's all about Link finding a fairy and getting inadvertently sucked into a thing involving Skullboy and a mask that is possessed. So to speak to that, Brent, and this is me being contrarian for the sake of
0: being contrarian, I'm going to acknowledge that it's a fool's errand, as Alex said. That's where I think that Twilight Princess felt more like an homage to a Zelda game than something different because Majora's Mask felt different. They felt like they said, "Here is an open world game, here is the here are the dungeons, but we're going to include all these absolutely different things." Like Majora's Mask was except for the fact it played the
1: same entirely different than Ocarina of Time to me. Like it I mean, yeah, I'm going to argue gameplay-wise it was different than Ocarina of Time. It's one of the reasons that it's, to me, one of the best ones. But a lot of people would still argue all the races are still in it. I mean, you still have... Oh, okay, sorry. For some reason, when you said that, I'm like, you're a racist. <laughs> <laughs> the Gorons. The... Right, right, okay. right, right, yeah. right, 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 right. I mean, all, all the staples of the world of Zelda were still in there in some form or fashion. They were, and... Again, this is me being contrarian for the sake of being
0: contrarian. But Majora's Mask, like it felt like they tried something that was wildly different. Like they said, we're going to do something crazy different. And with Twilight Princess, I had to go through three different Zelda names in my head real fast then. (laughs) They're like, we want to make a game that's kind of like Ocarina again, but not. See, Oh, sorry. sorry. So if a
2: Zelda game is really really different... It's a Zelda game. If a Zelda game is only a little different, not a Zelda game. And
1: that's what I'm like. And it's a valid it's a valid point. Go ahead, Brent. <laughs> my feeling is that's what Twilight Princess was. What you were saying about Majora's Mask to me is Twilight Princess, we want to at least change up the formula because people want different. And that's what it felt like they tried to do with Twilight Princess. And that's where I didn't think that it was a Zelda game, but it didn't use the
0: Zelda tropes to me. That's why I didn't think it felt like. Like, they existed, but it wasn't something they were committing to. Like, it felt like they wanted to make a game where Midna was trying to go through all the Zelda bits. But they're like, and now if we put Zelda and Link and Ganon in here, we can say it's a Zelda game. I know that's not the approach that was taken because we made that joke about how, I made the joke how Twilight Princess was the Star Fox Adventures of Zelda. And that's not (laughs) what happened. That's not what happened. But it felt like in the development process, they said, we want to make a game where this really cool imp character has a shape-shifting wolf friend. And they got to the end and realized, this feels a lot like a Zelda game. And I know that's not what they did, but that's how it felt to me. So that's why, to me, it didn't really. It felt more like a Zelda homage than necessarily like Majora's Mask. They took all the Zelda tropes and twisted them to be something different. Breath of the Wild. They took all the Zelda tropes and twisted them to be a little different. Skyward Sword. They took all the Zelda tropes, put them in a forty-hour hallway, and made you go see at the end. <laughs> <laughs> I will. I'll, I'll. If they remake it, I'll buy it. I know I will. <laughs> well, You know they, what you oh, are. Oh man, I, I wouldn't cause... expect that actually. Well. Okay, not the timer play. place. I'm, no, I'm, I'm, just, I'm just commenting. Surprising, honestly. <laughs> uh, n- yeah, not that I'll, I'll revisit this when we're off mic. Okay. But, anyways, that was why, because I understand you make a valid point, Alex. If it's too different, you it see still why we yeah. see why I'm struggling, right? Can you see my point though, where I didn't feel like they tried to, I d- didn't feel like they tried to do something.
2: That new, I guess? It sounds to me like you didn't like the game and you're trying to find, like, a frame of mind to, to convince like yourself to like it. Yeah. <laughs> well,
0: and that's what happened the second time yeah, I yeah. played
2: it. And that's fine, but then to, like... For me, taking it a step further and saying, "Oh well, now I'm just going to call it not a Zelda game." That's to be That's like that's where I think it becomes a little slippery because it's like, oh, there are other Zelda games that aren't Zelda games, which is a which weird is, thing to ask.
1: Actually, for Jake, friend of the show, Jake gave me cannon fodder. He's like, "There's a ton of 2D ones that don't don't classify as Zelda games." Well, and this gets into
0: a real prickly thing about 3D Zelda games being ocarina of time again, up until. Um, Breath of the Wild, yeah. in my perspective, because that was a big complaint I had about Skyward Sword. Was I'm like, every one of these games is just Ocarina of Time with some more story, yeah. not including Majora's Mask because that have, might as well have been a Guided Game the way they did that. But every one after Ocarina of Time, it's like more story, less. Uh, exploring more story, yeah. less exploring. Then they got up to Skyward Sword, where it's like we're just gonna hold your hand through all forty-five yeah. hours of this. Yeah.
1: See, I felt like the world for Twilight Princess was bigger than Wind Waker, especially the especially the HD where they cut down you sailing for mindless
0: hours. Oh, okay, you're talking about Wind Waker with that. I felt like, and again, that goes back to, I guess, kind of the Zelda thing. I always felt like exploring was an enormous part of the Zelda games to me. Like, I loved exploring in the 2D ones and when I was younger in the 3D ones. And this is not saying that Twilight Princess doesn't have that. I'm going to be honest about this. I don't remember exploring in Twilight Princess at all. I remember loving exploring in Wind Waker because of how bright everything was and engaging. And when I saw an island out on the horizon, I'm like... I wanna go there and then I want to check it out. In Twilight Princess, I'm like, oh cool. It's more Twilight area. That's great, I guess. Where how do I make this un Twilight? It just felt like Ocarina of Time, but with less newness to me. Like it didn't again well, it, it is Hyrule Field. So. It is Hyrule Field. Yeah. The Ocarina of Time is comparison
2: an, is, I think, yeah. very much intentional. It is an indirect sequel
0: to Ocarina of Time. <laughs> it is. <laughs> but it didn't feel like it was pushing me to explore the same way as most Zelda games did because, and this went to its logical extreme in Skyward Sword where they're like, you don't need to explore. Here's a big field of clouds. Drop through them and go to your dungeons. (laughs) I I want to make
3: a, a real odd case here because I feel the exact opposite. About Twilight Princess? Yes. I felt like I want to know what's over there I felt motivated to explore in Twilight Princess compared
0: to every other Zelda I played prior. Prior. Yes. Okay. Now, again, this is I'm not making this a cornerstone of my case because I frankly don't remember. The first time I played Twilight Princess, I remember disliking it a lot. When I replayed it on the Wii U, Alex did not put it wrong. I tried to convince myself that I enjoyed it. Um, <laughs> and I did when I viewed it more as... In homage to Zelda games. And that's what I am trying unsuccessfully on two counts to make my case for at this point. And I didn't really think... But I'm trying to convey a perspective here. Am I being effective at all at conveying that perspective? It... it- to me, these are things that again I've like not quite in the exact same way, but
2: I've I've heard these kinds of things from friends that just didn't like the game, and that's totally fine. There's no question about liking or disliking the game. Like that's that to me is just like eh, you know whatever it's fine. But like the like classification of what qualifies as a Zelda game and what doesn't. I, I again I the thing that keeps getting to me is like I feel it starts to get like you said it becomes prickly because then you there what about. This game, what about this? I feel like it starts to open up a Pandora's box that just starts to get unpleasant after a while,
0: honestly.
1: Well, and that's why, Brent, you had a thing. No, could say your thing first. And that's
0: why, and yes, it is part of me trying to convince myself that I enjoyed it. I'm not gonna pretend. But the first time I played it, I did not understand why. Like I didn't understand Link's motivation at all. Because In every other Zelda game, it seemed like he had an honest motivation. In this one, he just kind of happened to be there. He didn't seem like he wanted to do anything other than Midna was pulling him along. When I replayed it and realized that he was a farm boy who had a different girlfriend who got caught up in everything else, then I started to appreciate it because then it made me understand what was driving him. Was that he didn't have a personality. Midna did. And... That was actually, I still can't defend him running off at the end of Twilight Princess because there's no reason behind it. Because if he was going to find Midna, maybe. But there had been no indication to me in any real way through the game that him and his girlfriend, Ilya, had been splitting. She was supportive of him through the whole game. So when he runs off at the end, I still can't defend that decision. I
1: don't know (laughs) why he did it. But is it really running off or is it just how it ends? He rides you know, off on his horse while Ilya, watch to, him, no, like, Ilya watches him. Uh, no, Ilya watches him leave. Wait, see
0: you later, baby. She, <laughs> She's the, yeah, she watches that. him leave. I'm like, yeah. dick, move. Like she, <laughs> and she doesn't wave. She just watches him go. Like it doesn't make any sense. I mm. <laughs> he did, He didn't go for Zelda. That was pretty clear.
3: I don't think he went for Midna, although in my personal mind, it's like, oh, yeah, maybe you could have went for her, try to find her, try to find the mirror to go back to visit her. But ultimately, at the end of Twilight Princess, his mission was done, but he's not going back to his farm. He's not going back to his girlfriend. He's going off on the next adventure.
0: But why?
3: <laughs> like. Because but... he, his motivation is gone. Midna's gone. So everything that convinced him to do stuff was gone. So he had to go find something else because Ilya ain't going to
0: do it. Why? Why not? She wasn't bad. What does she drive him to do
3: other than be a goat farmer?
0: We'll probably make a lot of kids. <laughs> with the deformed heads? We already saw what that world is like. <laughs> yeah, but she would... Mm, if, I, I,
1: <sighs> if I get more extorting babies out of that world... Oh, <laughs> that was pretty strange. That was a, There's a baby in Breath of the Wild I fear was going to be the descendant <laughs> of that freaking thing. I think thing. I might know it's when you're done. With that. <laughs> and one of...
0: Just, just as a quick aside, because I feel like themes we've covered pretty thoroughly at this point. One case, and this goes strongly to both Alex and Brent's case on this point, is the gameplay of the game. Open world action RPG is so generic at this point, and that And this was an open world action RPG that had two different realms, so to speak. This very Zelda thing, they've had that since... Linked to the past it played like ocarina of time it 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 played like a zelda game but when i can't make any cases for it against it other than the fact that to say a game is zelda like when it's open world action rpg makes it zelda like then how many of those are there I mean, GTA Five was that. <laughs> GTA Five is a really good Zelda game. Yeah, it is. <laughs> Remember that time when you got the Master Sword and just shoved it through Franklin's stomach? Good <laughs> oh, times. Yeah, that was a dark Trevor scene. I'll tell you that. <laughs> but yeah, the, I almost say that the gameplay—I don't want to call it incidental because I mean, how many? There's a penny arcade comic. It's over a decade old at this point. Where they go, hey, have you pl- have you played that new Zelda game? Uh, you mean the one where you play as the God um uh, the Horseman of War? I thought that was Darksiders. What's the difference between a ripoff and o- an homage, whether or not I like it? Nah. <laughs> so like, there's so many games now where you progress in a similar style as to Zelda that the gameplay, I almost, nah.
1: I would say Twilight Princess is a Zelda game with the twist because of the wolf stuff, which was a mechanic that was interesting to switch it up a little bit. I guess it's not quite the same as when you're a bunny and link to the past either.
0: <laughs> Cause yeah, it does switch oh, it up. I forgot about that. You're well, a bunny for like forty five right, seconds.
2: Yeah. Well, it's just like the light world, dark world, adult link, child link, normal link, yeah, wolf the, link. That I just kinda that's just Yeah,
1: like, adult Link, Kid Link. Just I the think transformation. Is a better... okay, they do they do play a little different. Yeah. One. Just yeah.
2: that that kind of alternate world things that that trope if you will
0: mm-hmm. and that that's why the gameplay i get again with that gameplay where it's a trope thing where light world dark world adult light like, like i didn't feel like even that was it switched up enough to be distinctly different it felt zelda e it felt zelda-esque it felt zelda homage but like Majora's Mask, it changed up the gameplay tremendously. So it's different, but not different enough. Right. No.
2: <laughs> Too different. Not a Zelda, or a Zelda game. Not a, little different. Di- a little different, not a Zelda game. <laughs> it changed up enough with the masks. <laughs> I like oh, yeah. oh yeah, Majora's Mask. Mask. I would argue had multiple different, like,
0: yeah. like not, not, so not one a was binary. S- super Zelda yeah. whereas This yeah. one, if it's not if it's not yeah. Super Zelda E, it's only like a little Zelda. Yeah, then it's not, it's not a Zelda. Not a Zelda game, yeah. <laughs> I would like <laughs> Alex's complaint to be rigid. I think that's my new stance. It's not Zelda E enough. It's yeah. not different enough to be a Zelda. Then it's not a Zelda. Yeah, right. Disqualify it. <laughs> It either has to be a Zelda game or totally different yeah, no and then it's a Zelda yep. game.
1: Because I would argue the wolf thing is no different than changing into the Goron <laughs> or the Zora or anything else like that. Except there's less of them.
2: Yeah, it could have it could have easily been like, yeah, if there's a wolf mask in Majora's mask you'd do that you did Yeah, so this could be one of the masks. Yeah. Something
0: similar. And did you I think you had a Pona in Twilight Princess, didn't you?
1: Yeah. I really don't I think don't. that was her
0: name. Yeah. yeah. I think I I, mean, I thought you could name No, the horse. yeah, yeah, no. You the get the, at the very beginning, mm-hmm. you get the a horse, horse that you can name. You yes, can the name only my
1: blue. You haven't had a horse that is Skyward sword. You have the bird. You have a horse in Limlake? Uh Oh it. yeah. You have <laughs> a, <laughs> you
0: have it's just, it's just a horse <laughs> a yeah, boat you have a dragon shaped horse. horse. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. What would you like to name the King of Red Lions Epona? Mm. <laughs> so I I think I'm actually going to adopt Alex's criticism of my stance as my <laughs> new stance. <laughs> <laughs> like I I know that it's incredibly ridiculous to adopt it, but that's at that is how I feel. Yeah. And that that's why I've been it. perplexed this whole time.
1: <laughs> that, and it goes back to the fact that Jake... Jake does not like Breath of the Wild, even though he loved Link to the Past. I love Breath of the Wild. I, I love it's it. It's very different. It is. D- you see? It is. It's very, very different. different. Yeah. It's, yeah.
2: Game. it's Yeah, exactly.
0: <laughs> if it's not different enough... And you know, you know Man, you know,
2: the Sims 2, awesome Zelda game.
0: You know, it's funny. Since you put this ridiculousness in focus, my complaints with so many Zelda games are just coalescing right in front of me. Because
1: he's, he's had a huge epiphany. I really, I really kind
0: of have. Wow.
1: That's amazing.
0: Oh man. So uh so I don't think we've changed anybody's stance on anything here. <laughs> no, not a bit.
3: No. Um, only thing I want to say though is I thought it was funny that while I was on board with it not being a Zelda or a traditional Zelda game, I loved it, and you were like it's not a choice again because I hated it.
0: Well, it's not. It wasn't because I hated it that it wasn't a traditional Zelda game. It was because it had all these things about it. I just wasn't a fan of it. Like it, I didn't hate it. I just it. I didn't know why it was calling itself a Zelda game to me because it wasn't different enough to be a Zelda (laughs) game. I adore that. Would it be
2: safe (laughs) to say that there were you had expectations that it just didn't fulfill in like very specific ways?
0: Yes, it had expect so. The, there were expectations I had where, as the main character, Link, you were going to be one, the one driving the story along mm. because of your courage, because that was always your trope. Mm. Nope. You were found by a pixie girl who busted you out and told you how to do everything. Like, there was no uh, agency on your part until the part where you had to save her. Like, that was the only part in the game I felt that you drove forward. I'm like, okay, well, I need to save Zelda because I always have to save Zelda. Yeah, it's more about saving Midna's people and Zelda just happens to be there at the same time. Like, I didn't feel that Zelda was actually important to saving that. She just happened to be the queen at the time. If she'd been the princess... She was only the queen,
1: <laughs> Well, that was,
0: I guess... Princess you know. Zelda versus Queen Zelda. <laughs> and I... Even, like, Ganon. Like, I, I like the fact... I liked it more when I didn't think it was Ganon, because at that point it was different enough it felt like a Zelda (laughs) game. But then when they brought Ganon in, I'm like, oh, just this again? Like, it it didn't have the impact, especially after Wind Waker, where I felt that Ganon was so different and (laughs) well-developed that he felt unique. This just felt like boring Ocarina game. What if Ganon in
2: this game had a head that was just three hundred times the size of it was?
0: <laughs> Nothing else about him was changed, but that then just the forehead. Off. Just, the, just forehead.
2: the forehead. oh my god.
0: <laughs> right. Miles of forehead. Right. I feel like uh, Brent, unless you have something I feel like this is run its course. <laughs> like, I think we're about good here. You got anything no, you'd like no, to add? I'm, <laughs> I'm, <laughs>
2: Just took any kind of intellectual thought
0: say, and we just squeezed
1: just, it right out. I was go just on. about to say, they shoved the Majora's Mask Moon on his body, and there you go. Oh, dude!
0: Yes! I'm about to say, this is how they merge all the timelines oh, together. Dude, I
2: want, like,
1: a Photoshop of Ganon this, this inflated is inflated. With- this is the villain of Hyrule Warriors 2. Uh, oh, God. Yeah, there
3: we go.
1: Alright, wow. okay. Whoa. So we got
0: anything else, guys? No, I'm good. No, I'm good. Great.
3: It's just different enough.
0: Dude. <sighs> <Yeah. laughs> <laughs> on that note, Brent, thank you for coming on. Yep. Chris, thank you for coming on. Oh, it was a pleasure. Alex, thank you for coming on. <laughs> Glad to be here. <laughs> so let us know what you thought. Did you think that Twilight Princess was different enough it should be considered a Zelda game? <laughs> was it only kind of different so you fall into my uh, boat? Let us know <laughs> online. But until next time, my name is Josh and this has been Co Opinions.